In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come thou long-expected Jesus. Long-expected because it took time before God fulfilled his promise to bring his kingdom onto the earth through his king, Jesus, his son and word. And in the liturgy today, uh, on the, in the other services, you would have heard, in these last days, God sent Jesus his word to be incarnate from the Virgin Mary. In these last days. These last days have been going on for 2,000 years now. And sometimes, if we're intelligent, we might wonder about that and say, what on earth are these last days doing? What is God doing? Why is it taking so long? We do know that life is a gift and a journey, and we have our portion to play in this grand play that God is somehow weaving in and through our lives and in and out of history. One of the greatest preachers in the Christian church is someone named John Chrysostom. Uh, he is called the golden mouthed one because he had the ability to preach uh, profoundly and, had, and was able to preach for many, many years. And people thought his sermons were so good that others wrote them down, and that's why we have them uh, even from the fourth century. But St. John Chrysostom himself wondered about how history is working. Because in his own day, in his own time, uh, churches were being persecuted, Christians and families were being scattered. It looked like the whole thing was in fact collapsing. And so he would be quick to admit that our present situation in the world must be interpreted in light of God's ultimate goal for the historical process. So the present must be viewed through the prism of the end. And because only the end of history will finally clarify God's actions in history, our present interpretive stance must be one of patience and humility. What I think St. John Chrysostom is saying is, is that we can't understand everything that we see right now. There are many things that are going on that are hard to understand. Even in the lifetime of most of us seated here, society has gone through drastic changes. And we see things that we thought we would never perhaps see. And some things in our own life, in our own families, in society are almost unrecognizable from the past. We don't know what's about to happen. We don't know what's going to happen with Jerusalem. We wonder about that. Europe is basically not really Christian anymore, but the Christian faith is being restored very much so in Russia. 
And the fastest growing Christian population is in fact in China. And just think what God could do with a billion people. So we simply don't know how the arc of history and society works. We have to simply entrust that to God. But we do know that in this journey, we are called to become like Christ. So maybe we can't comment on all the history and the politics and all of the societal issues about whether they're good or bad or where they're going up or down or sideways. What we only can focus on is our own relationship with Christ. And so this journey that we're on is to become like Christ. Christ was incarnated into our human nature and into our human race and into our world in order that we may become like him so that we can be in communion with the God who created it all and share in his divine life and enjoy his divine glory whenever he finishes this process of recreation of the good world that he made that still suffers to this day under the effects of sin and evil and death itself. And so the last days point to the fact that sin and death and evil have been conquered in Jesus, the word of God, and in his resurrection But still, we wait for his return. And we say, come thou long-expected Jesus. And we don't understand everything, and that's okay. But what can we do in the meantime if, in fact, our journey and our call is that we would become like Christ himself? Well, the first thing would be, would be to pursue this relationship with Christ, this communion with Christ, this participation with Christ, who is, in fact, life itself, God's eternal life in human flesh. And so we have a whole avenue of becoming like him because we are with him and seek him. I just want to finish with some words that Paul gave to the very earliest church. The first recorded letter we probably have in the New Testament is Paul's letter to a small group of Christians in Thessaloniki in Greece. And this is what he encourages them to participate in as they participate in Christ and the spirit that they were given in holy baptism. He says, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances because that is the will of God in Christ Jesus for each one of you. And then he says, do not quench the spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. And then he says, hold fast to what is good 
and abstain from every form of evil. And then he leaves us and uh, this small congregation uh, of ancient times with something very, very hopeful. Are you ready for some hope? He says, may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now for weeks now we have been talking about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Talk about come thou long expected Jesus. We have had reading after reading Sunday after Sunday of passages about the coming and the judgment and the end. Well, this is very hopeful because if we are Christians, we believe and accept this judgment and coming. We also know that our death might precede this coming and judgment. So therefore, where does that leave us? Paul encourages us and says that God himself will actually sanctify and purify you and me and keep us sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And even though we are required to participate and cooperate, our will is involved for sure. Listen to the last line of what he has to say. The one who calls you, meaning God and Christ, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Isn't that good news? So no matter how history turns out, no matter how society turns out, no matter how politics turns out, if we will simply cooperate, if we will continue in faith, if we will not quench the spirit and be a part of this, continue to receive the risen life of Christ, God who is faithful will do it and will purify us and sanctify us and bring us into his kingdom forever and ever. Amen.